Yoga, a guy's guide to beginner's yoga. My name is Jim Ward, and I want to welcome you to lucky episode number six. I've come to you from Fort Worth, Texas, the great city of Fort Worth, Texas. I want to welcome back our returning listeners. You guys are a dedicated and growing lot that likes to give feedback. What can I say other than thank you? And we love that. Even the negative feedback, which I've got to be frank. I don't like or appreciate really, but you know, First Amendment and all, go ahead and protest me having a podcast. (laughs) But for everyone else who's nice, thank you. It's greatly appreciated. For our new listeners, hi, I'm Jim. How are you? We love our new listeners. So with that, I need to give the standard man versus yoga legal disclaimer. Uh, Anything I say after this point should not be held against me on any moral, karmic, legal, or civil levels because it's all said in jest and you never know what I'm going to say. So uh, that's it. Disclaimer complete there. I also want to thank our crack staff behind the, the dials for the production of this episode is none other than Henry Rodriguez Puffin Stuff. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, none other than H.R. Puffin Stuff behind the dials tonight, and he is, he pulled the chains like nobody's business. So, also a man versus yoga first. So, we are going to have our first interview tonight with a local yoga luminary who also happens to be uh, someone whose class I take and who uh, is kind of my teacher. And she is an excellent practitioner and teacher. So an excellent interview coming up with Kate O'Rear of Carmony Yoga in Fort Worth, Texas. So I want to thank Kate for taking the time. Also, I want to thank iTunes. They put us up for an award for like best new podcast or or something like that. That's not the name. But thank you for iTunes for doing that. It's so misguided. Also, you can catch us on Stitcher, iTunes, and the others. I I get so tired of saying them. I'm sorry. Our Facebook, you can catch us on Man vs. Yoga. It's just Facebook, Man vs. Yoga. My Twitter account is Jim Ward, and the number six. Six, because it is my lucky number, because I do believe in lucky numbers, despite philosophical differences which may occur later. So if there are any other platforms out there that you want us to to get on, just let me know and I'll have the crack staff on it. I just put it on the ones that were the easiest to use. So uh, I took it off of iHeart because people were complaining about the commercials. So just let me know. That's it. Um, Also on this episode, we have a new feature. Well, it's best described like this. Man versus yoga. Okay, thank you. That's right. It's a man versus yoga music recommendation. So every every show you you get the recommendation of 
a, a band that's probably new to you that's somewhat yoga centric. Um, so for any teachers out there looking to add to their playlist, drum roll, please, Ringo. That's right. We have Ringo Starr in the studio with us tonight because we got him so cheap. So thank you very much. The winner of this episode for Man vs. Yoga music recommendation is the band Cigarettes After Sex. That's right, Cigarettes After Sex. Uh, excellent band, I highly recommend. So real quick, we're going to go into a, a semi-recurring uh, little thing that we do that seems to be pretty popular. Well, it's a yoga top five list. That's right, it is a yoga top five list. It is this episode, the top five yoga poses that I just crush, that I just kill. Number one, we'll start off with pigeon. I, my, my pigeon pose is flawless. It's, it's great. Plus, it's, it's also one of my favorite songs by Widespread Panic. Um, but yeah, pigeon is just a pose that I, I own it. I own it. I can tell you why the cage bird sings because I own pigeon. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, I do it so well. I'm doing it right now, actually, while I'm recording this. So number two is the Lotus pose. I didn't even know that was a pose. That's, that's the thing with yoga for you guys. There's lots of things we did in sports and stuff that you didn't know were poses that are, that you can do really easily. So there was a wrestling exercise where we would have to get in the lotus pose and work off our head, which leads me into number three. I don't know how to say things in Sanskrit, by the way. So I'm, I'm, I'm going the redneck version and we're just speaking English on this show, you know. So it's called fish pose. I, I don't know the Sanskrit for it, but um, it's, it's while doing lotus, it's a backbend. And I can do that. And, and honestly, I got that from Kate O'Rear, who we're interviewing later on in the show. But yeah, fish pose, I, I, I own it to the point I feel guilty. Number four is yoga squats. And again, I, they kind of call it garland pose. Anybody that's ever kayaked and hiked a whole lot, you can do this because, well, at least in... Central Texas, you never want to get, you never want to sit down or, or get too close to things because you never know if you're going to get, if you're a kayaker. So I'm, I'm an avid kayaker. You learn to do the squat when you're, you're near the water or whatever, because or at least for me, I don't want my ass to get bitten by a water moccasin. So I don't mind if my leg does, you know, my, my arm, whatever, but just don't bite my ass, right? So it turns out that's a pose. So that was, that's really cool. I can do that for hours on end. And other people seem to have a hard time with that. Number five of the yoga poses that, that I just crush is, is happy baby. I love doing happy baby pose because I can actually do it to, if, I, if I'm good and stretched out to where I get my, my knees to touch the ground on both knees. And I'm just the envy of, uh, of all the women in the class, which is just my classes usually. But yeah, happy baby pose is great because I somehow I can do certain ones really well. So there you have 
the top five yoga poses that I crush. And those are just the ones that are, that are the hardest, maybe, that I that I really like when I do well. It is time. It's time for our first interview, which I'm so excited for. We have Miss Kate O'Rear, who is the best yoga practitioner that I have ever seen personally. She is an amazing teacher and just just a, a great person to learn from. So here is our interview with Kate O'Rear. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our very, very first interview, as promised, with a yoga luminary, none other than Ms. Kate O'Rear, who is not only my personal teacher, whose class I take, and who's regularly just kicks, kicks my tail in her class, great teacher, Kate, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Welcome to Man vs. Yoga. How does it feel to be the first interview? Um, I feel really special, like really good right now. Um, Yeah, and I hope that's not dripping with sarcasm. Um, Absolutely not. (laughs) So so the first question that, that all the listeners are wanting to know is, how good am I? On a scale, scale. yeah, scale, Richter scale, one to ten, graduated, yes. I mean, you're like approaching a ten. You're getting there. I'm a ten, yeah. No, I I give you an A for effort for sure. Oh Um, no, 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 no. A ten ten for effort. I mean, (laughs) I I I would put myself at eleven. Okay, that's good (laughs) enough. So, on a more serious note, I know you've been studying yoga a long time. and have studied abroad and all this great stuff. So tell us a little bit about how you got into yoga. I was 20 years old, so it's been eight years now. And I was living... She just Anyways, um, I was living in these apartment complexes, and they offered a free yoga class every Wednesday for free. I just said that twice. But anyways, it was a free yoga class. And, there you um, go. Pretty good. It was... Uh, yeah, I've just been hearing a lot about yoga I still hadn't tried it out and I went and I really loved it and um, I just really couldn't believe that I hadn't tried it before then she was an Ashtanga yoga teacher so um, yes there are many different types of yoga and that's just one of them but that's the one that I started out with and I yeah so was that your gang that you're, you're for a while, for I, yeah I mean I, I bought the David Swinson practice manual which is what David Swinson out of Yes, that's I amazing. love him. David, how yeah, you doing if you're right, listening? Right. <laughs> he's he's amazing. So, yeah, I, I bought that, and I would just spend, like, hours pouring over the pages, but also watching TV, you know. I mean, it's something you can do at the same time. So it was very yeah. easy to just cool. So you decide to, hey, I want to teach this. I, I think that I'm capable of being a, a good solid teacher and by the way ladies and gentlemen she is an excellent teacher that's the best thank you <laughs> i i don't know it's something i've thought about for a while and then over the past year year and a half i just yoga was what i needed constantly and i figured why not just go for it because i've been thinking about it for so long but why why keep thinking about it and not just do it so exactly. um, do or do not there is no try as yoda said right Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
what do you think makes a good teacher? Uh, like, like for example, when you move around the room where, so whatever pose you're in, she moves to where you can see her. And she's always doing the poses too, which also is awesome because you know what the hell's going on. So mm-hmm. that's that's some examples here. So what do you think makes a good teacher for you like when you practice? Well, I think you can tell immediately if the teacher is nervous or not passionate about what they're doing. And so I think that having an interest in it is vital. And also being able to calm yourself down enough to teach the class is also extremely important. And, uh, yeah, just being able to give the, the alignment cues rather than focusing on lofty philosophical bits, you know, trying to spread your philosophy to your students. I, I think it's much more important to focus on really the physical aspects of the practice, getting them into the pose before you delve into any of that. And like you said, I, I like to walk around the room. Uh, we call that demoing, and um, I think that's very important because I have a ballet and, you know, a dance background, and if my ballet teacher had ever just told me to pot de bourree, I would have told her to stop talking at me in French. Oh, pot de bourree. Than... I love that. Pot of, pot of bourree. Yeah. It's, pot it, of it, bourree. Is, it makes me think of raspberry. Yeah, song. yeah, but... The song by French. I don't know the song. You don't know the raspberry beret? Okay, okay you're saying beret, but not beret. It's it's a different thing. But okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's 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 why I do a show for beginners yoga, right there. You know? <laughs> of course. So go so, ahead yeah, with I, the beret um, story. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> yeah, I needed my ballet teacher to show me what a pot de beret was before I was actually able to execute it. So, I think that that. It's very important in a yoga class as well to also demonstrate pretty much every pose. Because even if you just give all of the right cues, some people don't learn that way. They don't hear that way. So You know what I find difficult is uh, there's a couple of teachers. I I never know who's listening to this. There's a lot of people. And uh, so if any of my teachers are listening to this, I'm not talking about you. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, some some just use Sanskrit, and you know a lot of the class knows what they're talking about, and so uh, that's just obnoxious. I think. I mean, <laughs> doing saying Sanskrit and not demoing. Uh, so I'm, I'm yeah, sitting there going, <laughs> you know, give me a break. That serves no one. Um, I mean, yeah, you can't just talk at people in another language, like I said earlier, and expect them. To know what's going on. I mean, if you're going to use Sanskrit, you should at least cue them into it or give the English translation as well. I love using Sanskrit, but I always make sure to give provide the English translation right. or yeah. cue them into it. And also, I'm I'm demonstrating the whole time. So, so Kate teaches at Carmony Yoga in Fort Worth. Tell us about Carmony. That's I've talked about them in the show before. Carmony is a donation-based studio. There's one in Fort Worth and one in Dallas. I work at the one in Fort Worth, so that's you should just be concerned about that one. And, um, <laughs> it's, it's great. You don't have to have a membership. You don't have to sign up online. You can just show up for any class. All classes are meant to be for all levels, so maybe if you're an ultimate beginner, I will, of course, adjust for you, but you might feel more comfortable having had gone to maybe two yoga classes before ever attending mine. 
her classes kick my ass. I'll just say it. I I walk out of her quest her classes <laughs> sweatier than than usual. Which I did have the heat turned on though, so. Uh, but, well, yeah, and, and and the other thing is, Kate likes to say that she sweats a lot too, and and I'm looking at new mats right now, and so I've like right after her last class, you know, I'm like dripping onto drips that I'm sweating so much, so I walk <laughs> up and I look at her mat, and it's dry as a bone. I mean, and I look at her and she's dry as a bone. And I'm, I'm like sweating on her mat, and I'm just like, you know, I need some sweat on it. But girls, I, I stick with that, that premise. Girls glow. I don't know how. Heaven forbid, I don't mean the girl that sweats. But uh, <laughs> so one one last question. This is a question we just make up on the fly. So okay. So out of the band, the Beatles, the Fab Four, who is your mm-hmm. favorite Beatle? And why? I will have to go with Ringo. Um, Ringo. I think he did the best head bop out of all of the, the Beatles. He, you know how they did the little he, yeah, head bop uh, thing? But, they, but the others couldn't because they were playing instruments that weren't conducive to head bopping, except for George maybe. But he sang, yeah, but, you know. But they, they were all still bobbing their heads around. And I think his was the best. I liked his little head boppy dance. I also really good. liked drummers. And I, I think he's the cutest. Or was at one point in time. I uh, see. I I think George is much better looking. George is my favorite. George was also really good looking. I, I don't know. I've just got a a thing for. You know how some guys just have that look about them. The 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 face the Ringo has the, the nose. nose that, yeah, you like yeah. that that nose. That, that, yeah, there's something about it. I'm into it. That Italian thing. Uh, no <laughs> offense to any Italians out there. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan, but um, <laughs> so uh, Kate can be found on social media. She has a very, very popular and very cool Instagram page that uh, is Kate dot Yogini. Yes, is that right? Okay, Kate I, I did have that memory. That's how good it is. So it's Kate dot K A T dot Yogini. You know how to spell that? I don't. And and your Twitter, their Twitter account. Uh, yes, Gypsy Kate Seven. I also so, have Snapchat. Uh, hold on, hold on, Gypsy Kate Seven, and that's number yes. seven. That's not her lucky number. That's just like a favorite number. Yeah, I just well, I don't understand really, like why anyone has a lucky number. What does that even mean? Like she studied philosophy. Okay, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Your Snapchat. Oh, is Kate with two A's underscore O. Kate with two A's. Are they together in the middle? Yeah. Okay. I'll I, I tell you what. I will make sure all of this is uh, written in the description of the show so uh, so everyone can go see Kate and her very helpful videos that she puts up on how to do things. So thank you so much, uh, Ms. O'Rear, for coming by. Absolutely. I appreciate your time very, very much, and hopefully we will have you back on again here in the future. Yeah, I so too. You All too. Right. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much, Kate, for taking the time to do such a, a fantastic interview. She she really is just great. I mean, I, I, I wish I could explain that there's a handful of teachers, actually the ones that I'm 
regularly regularly see that that are just fantastic and i wish i could explain you know i don't have the words to explain what it is that makes them fantastic but they're amazing like all all of my teachers are thank you thank you again kate and that was very very nice of you to take the time to do that so that concludes episode number six lucky episode number six of man versus yoga a guy's guide to beginners yoga i want to thank our returning listeners and our new listeners if you're still listening i'm glad you survived i want to thank uh, hr puff and stuff behind the dials and we can be heard on itunes stitcher and all of the other podcast things um kate's information kate o'rear so it's kate k-a-t-e o apostrophe capital r e-a-r so kind of high maintenance last name but she's worth it you know her her big accounts are her instagram account which is yogini that's y-o-g-i-n-i dot kate and her twitter account is gypsy kate that's g-y-p-s-y kate k-t and the number seven although again that's not not her lucky number that's just her favorite number so i have a favorite number she likes the shape of it actually but one to give you the the show's facebook page is man versus yoga very simple my twitter account is jim ward and the number six I'm not even going to say a word. want to thank iTunes for the, the award nomination and want to uh, let you know that next episode we have another yoga luminary lined up and we will have more yogic shenanigans as only can be found on Man vs. Yoga. So until then, namaste. This is Ringo Starr, and I'd just like to say Merry Christmas and a really Happy New Year to all listeners. Christmas time is here. Bob versus Bob.